Welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy. Yep, that's me. Welcome to another exciting episode of the English podcast with Tommy. Today I have one man who quote unquote hates accents. And this man, as we all know, is the legendary living legend. William Acox III, or just as you may know him, Teacher Will. Good afternoon to you, Teacher Will. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good to finally have you back here because it's been a while. You know, I had you back, I had you a while back with one with a review. Now I'm putting you on the spot with your accent. And it feels like I'm doing people a, a favor. In, in terms of in terms of doing this, but at the same time, I feel really bad because I don't feel like I'm doing you any favors. Because well, you no, just, just for the record, you said something earlier, so let me clarify on something. And I'm sure that we'll discuss this um, during this uh, conversation. Earlier, when you said I hate accents, I actually like accents. I actually love accents because accents to me is the, it shows the variety. The diversity of any language, but certainly with respect to the English language. The reason why, quote unquote, I hate accents is because oftentimes, in my humble opinion, the following statements that I'm about to say is based on my experience and my truth. The reason why I, quote unquote, hate accents is because oftentimes I think those learning English, whether they are conditioned to do that, whether it is by lack of information, ignorance, or by design, oftentimes I think learners place too much of an emphasis on accent versus uh, fluency. And under fluency, I try to focus on the one's clarity and one's pronunciation. And typically in my humble experience, in my opinion, is, is that those learners, again, for whatever reason, um, are looking to acquire an American accent or British accent. And certainly if people want to do that, that is something that is their choice and something that is aspirational. Yet, in my humble opinion, it is not mandatory. And the final point that I would say is, is that, um, you know, if English truly is a global international language, I find it interesting that learners, in my humble opinion, are conditioned. Uh, what do I mean by that? Typically, people associate the English language as one particular accent, one particular region, one particular hue. And I think that they fail on, on missing out on the full diversity of English. What do I say that? At the end of the day, I could have a British accent, which I don't. I could have an American accent. We'll talk more about that. I could have a Saudi accent, Chinese accent, a Portuguese accent, French accent, um, because accent for me is part of my identity. And I just find it interesting sometimes that those individuals learning English uh, sometimes sacrifice, or perhaps they haven't thought about it. I like for people to think critically. If accent is part of my identity, and there are people there, learners that listen to your wonderful podcast and the great work that you do. If, you know, they're proud of their culture, they're proud of who they are. And yet, they're trying to have a native speaking accent, not 
for something that is optional, but because they're conditioned to do that. And sometimes if they don't, they feel that they, some learners or some individuals learning English think that they're less than or far superior. So in conclusion, I say all of that to say that is why I quote unquote paid accents. Mm. But you made a very good point. You don't, you have an accent. We all, we all carry it with us. Listening to the way you speak the English language, well, makes me think, are you from the deep south? Or are you from New York City? Because no, answer, you know, so a little bit about me. So, you know, I was born in Louisiana um, and I moved when uh, my family moved to New Jersey when I was about four or five. So I don't, you know, in my normal conversations and speaking, I do not have a Southern accent unless I go down South and, you know, I see my, uh, my aunt and my uncle and nieces and nephews or cousins. And then the, Southern accent comes out a little bit more and accents to me is cultural. So when I go down South, for example, if, I, if I'm speaking with my uncle or if I'm speaking with my aunt, it's typically, yes, ma'am, no, sir. And so the Southern accent comes out a little bit, but I grew up in my life, most of my life in New Jersey. So I have typically a Northern Jersey accent. Mm. Um, and so, you know, that's, if, if people would ask me to clarify what my accent would be, it, it would be typically Northern Jersey accent because that's where I grew up my formative years. So you you grew up in New Jersey. For those of us who are completely unaware of American geography, yes, cross my heart, cross my heart I have got no idea where New Jersey is. No problem. So do <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I mean, geography is something that should be studied by many people. But any event, New Jersey is a state. It is one of the most populous states in the United States of America. The United States consists of 50 states. New Jersey is on the East Coast. It is, uh, it is south of uh, New York and uh, north of Delaware. Hmm. Um, and so I grew up in a town called Marstown, which was about you know 45 minutes northwest of New York City. Hmm. So oftentimes, you know, there's a standing image, you know, a standard thing when you live in New Jersey. People say, oh, how close to you are you, are you from New York? And when they say New York, they're referring to New York City because oftentimes people think of, or many people think of New York, they just think of New York City, not recognizing that, you know, New York is a very big state. And hmm. so if you live in New Jersey, typically growing is like, oh, how far did you live from? How far do you live from New York City? What exit are you off on the turnpike? Uh, Marstown is, was very suburban, it was nice. And last thing about New Jersey, which is interesting, even though we're the most popular state, we're called the Garden State. And interestingly enough, most people will associate New Jersey, you know, like urban, which it is. But however, if you travel uh, south, you actually do have farms and, and gardens, and that's why we're called the Garden State. So you, could we basically imagine New York, uh, New Jersey as sort of lots of greenery not a be beautiful place for families to grow up it's so good point so if you're looking for example there's a divide so if you were looking for more open land and beaches and farmland then typically you would go to the south so if i remember correctly anything typically if i'm using if people from new jersey or people have visited new jersey if you're uh, our major highway, there is the turnpike. So if you want, if you're looking for open land and beaches and farms, uh, then it would typically be anything after exit six. 
or 6A, if I remember correctly. So talking about like towns like, oh my God, like Asbury, like you want beach, go to Asbury Park or Freehold or Wildwood or, or things of that nature. Where I grew up, you know, so that's Southern Jersey. If you, and they have a completely different accent than say where I'm from, uh, more so north. So if you're looking for more urban or more suburbia, more crowded than our largest city, capital is Newark. So again, things in, the, in, in Northern New Jersey, exit seven and above, you're talking about towns like Elizabeth, Morristown, Newark, uh, Bergen, uh, Bergen City, Hoboken. So that's more urban. So there is a divide. There is a there is a divide, and does this divide also then influence accent, the way that people speak? I would say to a certain degree, yes, because you know there's a Northern Jersey accent where when I grew up in Morristown, you know it's different than say if, if someone was living in Camden or Wildwood. I mean, we still understand each other, you know, um, but there are there are slight variances between the Northern Jersey accent and the Southern Jersey accent, hmm. which I which I think. You know, for the learners listening, I think it's important because, you know, I would have them relate to wherever they live on whatever their particular, you know, native tongue or mother tongue is. So even though I'm American currently, I'm, I'm in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. So when I'm teaching learners, you know, in face-to-face -face or in online courses that I do, and people have this whole conversation about accent, I'll use examples like, okay, well, if you live in Jeddah, for example, is the, is the Jadali accent, Jeddah accent, similar or different from the Riyadh or Riyadi accent. So most people say, well, different. And I'm like, great. I said, so your accents are different. I said, but yet, one of the things, how are you able to communicate? And, and they'll say, well, and I'm like, well, you're able to communicate with each other because you're fluent in Arabic, correct? Yeah. And they're like, yes. I said, so it's the same thing. So yeah, there are variations, uh, but we're still able to communicate with each other. Interestingly enough, not only are some of the accents different, but some of the words are different. So for example, if where I grew up in Marstown, <clears throat> Northern Jersey, if I wanted a Sprite, if I wanted a Coke, if I wanted those are beverages, we would say soda. Hmm. However, if you go to the South, if you're in Camden, if you're in Wildwood, if you're in Atlantic City, for example, they would say soda would not be soda, it would be pop. So you know, it would be a differentiation. And so I remember, you know, I grew up most of my life in New Jersey, as I said, and then I moved to New Jersey, I'm not New Jersey, I'm sorry, I moved to Chicago. And so I grew up most of my life like soda, 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 soda. And I remember when I moved to Chicago, they were like, pop. And I was like, what? I was like, oh yeah, they're like New Jersey. So yeah, there are different variations of words and, and, and accent variations. And again, you know, what I would have learners to understand is, and you've done this as with others, is, you know, accent, if, if, if we give the definition, the linguistic definition of accent, accent is the body, is the distinctive way in which a person speaks. And one accent is shaped by their culture, by their region, by socioeconomic factors, educational, all of those different things. And so that is important to understand. And why? Because for me, if it's the distinctive way in which I speak and it's part of my identity, I I can't, you know, I don't leave my identity at the door. I don't, yes, I, I have many different identities or I identify myself. However, when I'm speaking with my particular accent, then I don't leave the fact that I, I was born in New Jersey at the table when I'm doing, like, say, you know, teaching or things of that nature. Also, accent is, for me, is not only identity, it's shaped by one's culture. And so 
That's why I think it's important for learners is, is that it's, it, in my humble opinion, is what I try to teach the ATW family. Why are understanding different accents important? Well, it's important because if English is a global international language, it's important to hear different accents because everyone's not going to speak like myself or you, uh, Brother Tommy, as someone who's a native. And yeah. so particularly that's important. Second thing, if for those individuals that are thinking about, you know, going to school abroad, wherever that country is, or certainly if they're in the business world, they're looking to conduct international business, you need to hear different accents. Yeah. And I think sometimes what becomes difficult for learners sometimes is, is that, you know, there are certain accents that people, at least that I, that I'm aware of, certain accents that people don't like, not categorizing, not trying to belittle anybody. I've heard people say, oh, I don't like this accent or I don't understand that accent. Stop. I'll shut up. Stop. Yeah, stop. Stop. We're not we're not going down that. We're not going okay, down okay, that okay, path. Okay, okay, okay. We're not going down that dark path. You know, the dark path of, of this No, path. I did, I wasn't trying to go down the dark dark path. I'm sorry. Let me just preface by saying I just think it's very important to hear different accents because yes. English is a global international language. And so therefore, if you have difficulty under understanding an accent, whether it's my accent, your accent or whatever. I would encourage the more that you listen to it or you familiarize your, your ear with it is the better that you would become. Well, that's the whole point of the podcast, to get a wide range of people from different countries and different areas to come on to present their way of speaking the English language, but also for listeners to hear different work, different acts right. to become, right. to become, a, to become sort of, you know, to fine tune their ears, you know, while people, you know, while we were talking, you said the word, you said the word pop or soda. Mm -hmm. And for me, if I hear pop, then for me, that means the word pop. The sound, right, the sound right. Pop, yeah. If someone says to me soda, I'm like, I don't know what that word means, but I'm going to go with the assumption just from, just from what, you know, just from hearing it, I'm going to go with the British English word, Busy drinks. Now mm -hmm. you're you're going to probably think busy drinks. What what is this guy on about? You know where where did he just bring that word out from? That's the big difference. You know there are differences between the way that we speak. I speak the English language. You speak the English language. You say, for example, pants, which mm -hmm. would mean something you wear under your trousers. Yeah. So if someone says to me, "Are you wearing pants?" I'd be like, "Well, of course, I'm wearing pants." You know, and I would have to show them. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait, we don't mean that. We mean trousers. And I'm like, ah, okay, trousers. Right. For me, pants. If you say pants, then that for me means underpants, which right. for you means probably something different. Just a quick one here. Sure. Is there a specific word or phrase that comes from your parts of New Jersey that you would say is only native for your area? Because you say the word, you've said the word soda. And you said the word pop, but you know, I guess pop is also wow. said in other, parts of the, in other parts of the United States as well. That's a really good question. Off the top of my head, I can't think of something. So I'm sorry if there's anybody from like Northern New Jersey listening, I do apologize. But what I would say is this I mean, I think there's a, you know, if we're talking about, you know, Northern Jersey accent, I would say, for example, uh, certain words come to my mind. Um, so, for example, like if 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 we're say, like short a ah right, yeah. like if I'm using the word, I don't say I say mall, 
like I go to the mall, our our A becomes longer. It's like mall or call. Yeah. Or you know, who oh, where are you going? I'm going to the mall. Or I'm gonna call. That's an example. Or for example, how how do you say the word H the name uh H A R R Y? How do you pronounce that? Harry. H right. So we say Harry. So it's kind of like a higher it's a Harry or Harry. So I can't think of a particular word that is in that is exclusive to uh where I grew up. But I do know, like when I'm listening to other English speakers, I do hear the different pronunciations sometimes because sometimes our vowels are either elongated more, we elongate them more, or we make them shorter with the, you know, because I heard some, because uh, I say sometimes, I remember I was talking to someone, I'm like, I'm going to call. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I mean, call. And I'm like, oh, yeah, call. So again, it's hearing that different, you know, if, if you want to hear the Northern Jersey accent, that's where you hear it. And sometimes when I'm actually teaching, some I do I have noticed in comparison to other English speakers, some of my vowels, you know, whether it's the A, the E, the I, or the O, and if I remember a particular word, I'll 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 emphasize it or place emphasis on it. But I do notice sometimes when listening to other English speakers, regardless of their nationality, that oh I'm like, oh yeah, that that is longer. Yeah. Particularly when I'm speaking of Brits, like, you know, um, like you guys say process, if I'm saying, I, I have no British accent, but um, obviously, but I'll say the process, like sometimes we'll make process. process. Yeah, you, you say, like, yeah, I don't pronounce, I don't, that's not my accent. I'll pronounce, say, your, say it again. Process. Process. Right. right. Yeah. I'll say the process. Process. Yeah. yeah. So I think those are dialectically, you know, things that learners need to understand. And it's okay if they don't. I mean, for a perfect example in terms of understanding accents, I remember when I was in college, I was uh, there was an individual from Scotland, and it took me like a couple of days to understand, you know, how they were speaking, what their accent was, and I wasn't used to it because it was a completely different sound. So again, showing the diversity of it. But if I think of it, if I think of a particular word as it relates to Jersey accent, I'll I'll let you. Know. I've just literally done a Google search. While you were talking, so kindly, you let me quickly do a little search, and I came up with the website New Jersey 101.5, which is looks to me like a radio station, and it's yeah, it is okay. You you and I've I've got a I've got a word here which you might which you might remember from your time in New Jersey, and I'm gonna try and pronounce it as it sounds or as it looks on the screen to me. G jet, G jet. What could that possibly mean? Jeet yet. Jeet yet. Jeet yet. Jeet yet. I am humbly not aware. I don't know. <laughs> Did you eat? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we do connect it. Yeah, did you eat? Yeah, I've done that because we do connect it to speech. So I'll be like, we don't say you know did you eat no i did you eat yeah i've done that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've done that thank you i've also got here 20 regular cash 20, yes 20 regular cash all in one word yeah so instead of saying give me a 20 yeah well actually interesting enough we'll say like 20 regular cash or just give me a 20. okay okay so it's basically a 20 dollar note exactly it's a 20 dollar note Okay, and then I've got this, I've got another one, and I'm, I'm begging you to tell me what this might mean. 
Italian hot dog. Oh my God. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah, typically in Northern Jersey, it's, oh, it's a hot Italian hot dog with like onions and sweet pepper, red pepper. Oh, it's delicious. Typically in, Bur oh God. Um, because in we have a large, uh, uh, well, I don't know how large, but growing up as a kid, and again, I haven't lived in Jersey in years, but we had a, a large Italian population where I grew up in either Marstown or Madison, Newark. And so an Italian hot dog is incredible. A hot dog with like, oh my gosh, onions, <laughs> green peppers, red peppers. Yeah, very good. Again, and it's important for, you know, I think you know, this conversation, it's important to learn to understand it's like, you know, that, you know, accents, again, it's the culture and it shows a different diversity of language. Yeah. So stop, you're making me hungry. I haven't had an Italian hot dog in <laughs> I've got one more. Oh, no, I've got a couple more here, if you don't mind me doing this. Sure. Um, what's a shoebie? A shoebie. S-H-O-B-I-E? S-H-O-O-B-I-E, yeah, shoebie. I don't remember unless you let me know. And I, if I oh, back, yeah. <laughs> I'm not familiar. I don't remember. I have no idea what it means because I I'm was a kid. <laughs> yeah, oof, that's over 30 years ago. That's crazy. And then one more before I before I kick you out. The pineys. Pineys. The pot. Well, P-I-N-E-Y-S. Pineys. I okay, so the first thing that came to my mind, and I don't remember if this is correct or not. So, uh, people, when I think Pineys, I'm thinking two things. There's a spot in New York, which is uh, off of uh, New York City called the Ponds. I don't think that's it. Um, what's the definition that they give? I, they don't give one, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I would think uh, what I will have to do is I'll get back to you so you can let your learners and call some of my family in Jersey. But, like, what does the Pineys mean? I don't remember. A shuby, if you if you may, a shuby. Yeah, Pawnees and shuby. I'll I'll take that back as an action item. All right. Um, I'm just gonna say one. Why don't we go down the shore? Why don't we go down the shore? Yeah, down the shore, and that was actually interesting because people from northern New Jersey, where we again, Marstown was more urban. We had lakes, uh, we had parks, and they were beautiful. However, what we would do on the weekend is is that. It's a beautiful thing about New Jersey. It's 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 the diversity in terms of land. So, you know, we're one hour from New York, about an hour and a half uh, north of Philly, four hours, you know, north of uh, D.C. So there was diversity. But typically on the weekends, what people would do is we would have a choice. In the summer, we would go to the Jersey Shore. Yeah, we say shore. Yeah. Yeah, you guys might say shore. But we'd say, no, we go to the Jersey Shore. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like Asbury, Manasquan. Sandy Hook was really a, a nice uh, beach that I went to when I was particularly in college. Um, and so, yeah, we would just go to the shore and spend time, Asbury Park, Wildwood Park. And so that's one of the things that New Jersey's known for, the Jersey Shore. Does it mean that you're going to the coast? Is that what you would- We call it the beach, no, no, no. Yeah, see, you guys are so proper. We, no, we're going to the beach. <laughs> We're going to the beach. We're going to the shore. You're like the coast now. We don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. The problem is with us Brits, we 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 try to be as linguistically correct as as possible. But then, um, for regular listeners, you've heard how how linguistically irregular we 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 become. The further the further north we end up, going away from the city of London. 
you know, so once you head out into the suburbs, we end up being very linguistically improper. So, um, yeah. And actually when you say, see, that would be interesting because when you would say to me coast, um, you know, beside like, you know, cause coast has different, you know, meanings, parts of speech and noun and a verb. But if you say to me coast, that would be to me is like, say, for example, I'm at the actual shore, let's say I go, and then I'm, I'm looking abroad to the coast to see like a huge landmass. So coast has a different meaning for me. And again, learners, if you're listening to this, that's why like sometimes if you're missing, if you misunderstand words or you're not familiar with them, it's okay to ask. I mean, look at Tommy and I, we're both from quote unquote native, well, not quote unquote, we're both from native English speaking countries, but words have different meanings. So there've been times when Tommy and I have talked offline and he has said something and I'm like, I'm sorry, can you tell me what that means? So that's okay because Again, if it happens in your native language, it's going to happen in English, and there's nothing to matter if you ask what the meaning is. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just going to go down the coast now, or even better, down the shore. Right. Yeah. Right. Because if you say to me, exactly, that's a perfect example. If you say, for example, people like if we if I say I'm going to go up the coast or down the coast, that means we're going to take a drive along and see the different areas of the the, the different towns or cities on the coast yeah for that's what it would mean whether if i'm going um south to philly or or dc but typically when i was growing up as a kid when we say go up the the coast that means we were going more to the new england states rhode island uh, massachusetts things of that nature anyway if someone says to me in england in in the uk i'm going up the coast literally means you're either heading up you're heading north up you're heading north up the coast or mm-hmm. if I'm heading down the coast, I'm going in the opposite direction. I'm going exactly. down, I'm going south along the coast. So yeah. there we go, listeners. Are you going down the shore or are you going up the shore? Are you going down the coast or up the coast? Yeah. That's your, yeah. That's your, that's your decision. You make your decisions for yourselves. Listeners. And whether you listen to this episode and then say, well, I'm not going to listen to the podcast anymore because I'm fed up of fed up of uh Tommy yappering on like a little puppy dog in the background here. Well, <laughs> well, that's your decision. But the point being here is that we have here another amazing American accent, a man who grew up in the deep south in in Louisiana. Would you call you, would you call yourself the area that you just the last one here? Were you a country mouse or a city mouse? No, I mean my roots i would say it like this again my roots are from the south i mean half half of my identity my mother's side is from the south so my roots are in the south but i wouldn't say that i you know i i would consider myself uh, you know a, uh, i mean as morristown city it, you know it's suburban i mean it's on it, it i would say a city boy with southern roots i don't really consider myself a city because when i think of city again i'm thinking like New York, 8 million, 10 million people. I'm thinking Newark, 600,000 people. I'm thinking Philly, like a, a million people. So, you know, Morristown was very like, you know, suburbia to me. So, you know, in the big scheme of things, I would say, okay, I'm a suburban kid or a city kid with Southern roots. Cause I don't, you know, I, I never took those Southern roots out of me. And even though, you know, my father's side of the family grew up in New, York, in New Jersey, their roots were from the South. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm a quote unquote, Excuse me. I grew up a suburban kid, city kid with southern roots. Okay. I ain't gonna lose those roots. No, you don't lose them, Mama. Do not lose them. They're yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but know. I do notice though when I get when I go home, it's like it's funny, like how 
you know, the accent comes back. And it's just like, okay. It's nice to it's nice to keep it. It's nice to always keep it in the locker, you know, to one last thing, Tommy, you made me think about it about this call. It's interesting growing up. You know, I really it's funny thing, last thing. I really didn't I I really didn't think about accents. Uh I mean, certainly growing up as a child, I knew that there were different accents because the United States we have over, you know, 30 different accents, varieties, dialects. But interestingly enough, I really didn't think of accents until I became a teacher and got involved in the whole, you know, English as a second language industry. Because for me, just growing up as a child, it was just like, hey, you know what, just be clear, you speak with proper pronunciation, make sure you're understood. And so it was fascinating for me as someone who, you know, became a teacher, because I've only been teaching now for over a decade. I, I was never, I was like, accent, accent, accent. So that was, I think, learning for me, transitioning to the educational management industry because I came from the business world and was in it for years that I did not, I really didn't think about accent. I knew it existed, but I didn't think about accent, the impact that it has until I actually became it, became it and came into the industry. Well, you know, now, now, now we're here and I've, I've been put on the spot again. I've been put on the spot here about my accent as well. I've had to think about my own accent as well and where it's come from, why, why I speak the English language like I do. And I find it, you know, listening to different, um, the different teachers have come on here to talk about their, their different accents and the way they speak the English language. It's for me an eye opener. And I hope, and I hope with this episode as well that learners will understand that a man from the deep south can, might have just come from the deep south, but he grew up in suburban New Jersey, which is not a city, by the way, it's the state. Uh, yeah, well, there is actually a city called New Jersey City, I believe. That's a different story. Um, and you can, kick, you can kick my ass if that's wrong, because, uh, you know. No, you're correct. And by the way, there is a city by, it's in northern Jersey. There is a city called Jersey City. Yeah. So New Jersey is a state, and we have a city called Jersey City. Okay. Okay. Well, there we go. You know, I've learned something very new and I feel like my eyes have been opened yet again. Will, I'd like to thank you for your time here on the English podcast. It's been a pleasure again having you and I look forward to seeing you very soon again. If thank that's you possible. very much. And the pleasure is mine. We learn together. I hope learners uh, listening got something from it and continued well, success on their journey. If they haven't, then there's a big problem. <laughs> if, if they haven't learned anything from this, um, then I'm sure that they will have, there needs to be a few questions being asked, but that's for another day. <laughs> Thank you so much for having You did this. You have been marvelous once again. You have done your jobs. You've listened in carefully and very attentively to how Will has spoken the English language in comparison to my native British accent. You will join me again very soon for another episode of the English Podcast with Tommy. It's another goodbye from Saudi Arabia with Will. And he's just uh, waving at you. He's not saying, he's not even saying bye to you. He's just bye, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Bye. And it's goodbye from me here in Germany. Goodbye. Wow, William. I am so proud.